Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of four's base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate from there. I'm relatively new to RVing, and a few years ago, I convinced my wife that for an anniversary present, we should buy a used tent trailer from some friends of ours. Ever since then, we have fallen head over heels for the RV life, and we now find ourselves towing a 26-foot Jayco travel trailer. So grab yourself a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to sharing my experiences of using a pop-up tent trailer for the last couple of years with you. This is a great episode and we will cover the benefits of these trailers, why they make a great first trailer, as well as what are some downsides to this style of trailer that you may want to consider. A pop-up or tent trailer are often used as synonyms, but I think of them as two different styles of trailers. In my mind, a pop-up trailer are those hard-sided collapsible trailers like the A-Liner brand of trailers, while a tent trailer is just that. It's made of quality canvas material, and while it does pop up, it has similarities to a tent. With that said, I will more than likely flip-flop between these two word choices, so let's begin. Why should you buy a tent trailer? Tent trailers are often uh, very affordable as a great introductory option, and you can pick one up used on the used market for anywhere from $3,000 up to brand new can run you you know, $15,000 plus or minus $5,000 depending on options. They are spacious, surprisingly spacious, easy for a family of four. They oftentimes will have the, the front of it has a pull-out queen bed, and then the rear bed that slides out is typically not quite a queen, more like a, a double or a full, so it's great for the kids. They are extremely easy to store. Most of them will fit in a home garage, which will obviously save you on monthly RV storage fees. As far as towing, they are extremely lightweight, so there's a lot of towing options. I've seen them towed with, with minivans and Subarus and smaller SUVs and crossovers. A tent trailer was my first introduction into towing. So learning to make turns, to back up, you know, backing up a a pop-up tent trailer, they articulate a lot easier than some of the larger, bigger uh, travel trailers. So learning to back up uh, actually might be a little more tricky than, say, backing up a 26-foot travel trailer. But it is a great, great introduction into towing. And because it's lightweight, you know, once you have unhooked it from your tow vehicle, you can really surprisingly push those things around your garage. They're nimble in that sense when you need to move them around in your garage. One of the other really kind of neat things and fun things about uh, tent trailers is that they're pretty simple to work on. I'm personally not a super mechanical individual, but I was able to work on ours. You know, we bought ours secondhand from some friends of ours, as I mentioned in the last episode. You know, just in the process of doing maintenance, I didn't know the last time the wheel bearings had been packed. And so, you know, I went out and found a bunch of YouTube videos out there and saw, I was like, I can do this. 
in the winter just it gave me something to do in my garage it gave me a lot of fun thinking about where we were going to be taking it but also knowing that I was doing some of that maintenance and I know that it had been done I upgraded all of the old school incandescent light bulbs to LED lights on the interior and the exterior one on the exterior because LEDs are brighter and then on the interior because LEDs do less draw on the battery so it was going to help prolong the battery life too in situations we were going to be dry camping or boondocking the other thing as i just mentioned is that tent trailers are absolutely fantastic for dry camping so if you're already used to paying for a tent site at any of your favorite campgrounds state parks etc you can continue to to do that and you're not going to incur any additional expenses with your campsites because you don't necessarily need to hook up to water and electric and you're definitely you know not going to need sewer we'll talk about um, onboard heads later in the in this episode the other really great benefit is that pop-up tent trailers are very inexpensive to insure Um, so you know you can check with your insurance agent and talk to them, but I was surprised at how inexpensive it was to insure our tent trailer. When you're looking at getting your first tent trailer, there's a lot of things that you might want to consider. One of the things is new versus used. If you've never done any sort of RV trailer kind of camping, you know, again, for us, it was just getting off of the ground and getting into a little bit more of a comfortable bed. And a tent trailer is basically just kind of a glorified bedroom that you're bringing behind your your tow vehicle. Another thing to consider, you can find places to rent a pop-up tent trailer. So that could be an option to try and rent one and take one out for a trip and see if it's even something you even want to invest even used money into. There are places like OutdoorZ.com, even some of my local RV shops do do uh, tent trailer rentals. Last time I looked, which was about three and a half, four years ago, it was $99 a day. So just to kind of give you a ballpark. Another big consideration when you're looking at getting your own trailer is that trailers are like cars. And so the minute you drive them off the lot, there's an immediate hit to the depreciation. And so buying a used pop-up trailer and getting in at a, you know, call it a $3,000 price tag gives you a chance to get in, try it, use it, see if it's something you like. And inevitably, if it is something you want to continue doing, you will have already used one and you'll know what might be working for you and your family and some other things that you want to look for. Or say, hey, this is something that came with ours. We don't ever use it. This is something we don't need. You know, a used tent trailer, in my mind, is probably the the best way to go because it just gives you a great introduction. I would recommend purchasing used. Hard side versus the more traditional kind of canvas tent trailer. There's a lot of things to look at for that and a lot of things to consider. For us, a hard side trailer was one of the reasons also why we went from the tent trailer and upgraded to our travel trailer because living in the Pacific Northwest, we wanted to really be able to go camping year round. And so to have that hard side and camping in the rain, you know, bringing a tent trailer home after a weekend in the winter or in the 
fall or spring here in the Pacific Northwest, you'd have to kind of half pop open the trailer in your garage and pull the bunk ends out so you can kind of air out that canvas because mold is a really big, big deal to, to worry about. And you definitely don't want to get mold on your canvas. The only one thing about the hard sides in my research and looking, I couldn't find a hard side that would actually work for my family of four. Finding something that had enough space and beds for my wife and I, as well as for each of our two children, you know, those hard sides, those A-liners and those flagstaffs that are similar to the A-liners, those pop-up hard sides, they don't tend to have typically four bunks or really even three bunks. So you could do a bunk per kid and then the bunk for the adult, at least in my searching. If you're looking to just kind of extend your summer season to, you know, add in a little bit of the shoulder seasons, then a tent trailer would be a great option. You can go, you know, maybe a little bit earlier than you normally would go just in a regular tent. And here in the Northwest, September is an absolutely beautiful month and sometimes even as early, you know, early October. So you could probably get and use your tent trailer late April, early May through into September, October before, you know, you might want to put it away for this season. Tent trailers uh, typically have the same layout, right? So each of the bunk ends slide out and that's your bed area. And then, you know, there'll be a dinette and then you'll have the counter with a sink and maybe a sink and a stove, or also they might have more of like a, a cassette based toilet on board too, depending on your options. Tent trailers really are fantastic, in my opinion, for a family of four. But here's a little nugget info that I just kind of want to share with you. And this is something to note about the sinks and these style of trailers. Unless you specifically know that your trailer comes with a water heater, don't get confused when you see two handles on your sink. It's not like at your in your home. What those two handles represent is one side is for when you're hooked up to city water and when you are then the right side or the other side won't work and if you're not hooked up to city water and you're dry camping or boondocking and you have filled your onboard fresh water tank then the other handle will work in conjunction with the water pump to get the water to pump through the sink some of the not so good considerations about pop-up tent trailers that you might want to think about one is heating and cooling so some do come with an AC unit, and if they do, those AC units typically are very, very loud. Tent trailers get hot. And yes, you can unzip the canvas to typically a mesh screen, and so depending on the direction of the wind, you know, you might be able to get a cross breeze coming side to side or lengthwise. We did purchase for like 30 bucks or 35 bucks a uh, vault. I think it's called the volcano and would use that during the day just to help get air circulating through the tent trailer and to kind of take the edge off uh, heating. Obviously, heating with a hard sided trailer, the heat's going to stay in and retain better. So you'll use less fuel tent trailer. You know, it's just a thinner wall. So you might have that propane uh, heater running more frequently to kind of get that up and warmer for you if you're if that's something based on the weather that you're camping on. Another consideration is gray water storage. So gray water is the water that's coming out of your kitchen sink or the sink on board 
with our tent trailer, we don't have a gray water tank onboarded. So I did a bunch of research and kind of came up with my own little DIY solution. And I went to one of those um, big box hardware stores and bought a five gallon bucket and went over into the garden section and bought a, a garden hose and some garden attachments in the plumbing section and basically created from the lid a way to screw on a garden hose so I could then kind of set that up behind the tent trailer and use that as a gray water tank solution. So when we ran the sink, the water would go out and into that bucket. There are other solutions, you know, you can find on Amazon one of those, I think it was a 21-gallon portable gray water tank that's on wheels so you can wheel it over and dump it. Now, toilets. Um, our 2005 206 LTD Flagstaff tent trailer did not come with a toilet. Other trailers do come with a little one of those cassette toilets. Those things, you know, are that means you have to carry the empty cassette out and dump that black water. That might not be important for you because you might just be always wanting to use those public bathhouses, and so a toilet might not need to be a consideration. Here are some tips for stocking your trailers. You know, so you've got your new trailer. You're excited and it can get uh, overwhelming isn't the right word, but you can go nuts just with all that excitement of trying to get it all stocked up and finding the right this and the right that and putting it. But before you go spending any additional money to stock up on your trailer, I kind of recommend you do the following. The first thing, go through your home and clear out that that utensil drawer in your kitchen buried in the back of that utensil drawer I'm sure you have a spare spatula or a spare whisk or some of those other you know an old set of tongs that you're not using kind of go through your kitchen and find those old cups and plates and things you're not using and and you can repurpose and those are great for the trailer but finding some of those older items Um, that you can use is a great way to go ahead and start to stock your trailer. But if you really do want to go out and get some things new, the dollar store would be great for finding new hand towel, you know, new hand towels or dish towels and plates and cups and forks and knives and silverware. The dollar store is great for that. You also have Ikea. And so you can get other stuff at Ikea. The other thing is Harbor Freight for tools. Another little nugget of information to kind of share with you about your tent trailer. When you're packing your trailer, you know, you're really going to want to pack the weight more to the front of the trailer to get that weight up on the tongue of that trailer. And that will also help with some trailer sway. So kind of pack your, I used big plastic tote bins that I picked up again at one of those big box hardware stores. And so you can use those to kind of, I had one for my kitchen and I had One, you know, we even put our dried food and all of that, my hard cooler, those kind of things. We would load into there and pack them under the table and the chairs and the 10 by 10 tent and all of those things. And just kind of pack all the heavier items towards the front of the trailer and then the pillows and the sleeping bags and those things you can kind of pack more in the rear. So what should you realistically look to spend on your first pop-up tent trailer? Again, like I said earlier in the beginning of this episode, you know, your kind of scale is used. You're going to be in and around the neighborhood of $3,000 and new. You're 10 to 15 to 18,000, again, depending on options and what you're looking at. So 
there's an option for everybody out there, and that's what makes these pop-up tent trailers a really great and affordable solution to get you out, get you RVing, get you exploring, and having fun with your family. If you do decide to buy used and are going via a private party sale, just like a car, you know, you can find a local RV dealership to do a pre-purchase inspection. It's usually about an hour to an hour and a half of shop time, and they'll go through the whole thing and check the propane systems and check the heaters and check the bunks, the canvas, then the mechanism for the raising and lowering and the popping up of that trailer. So they'll kind of go through it and really come back and give you that report and say, here's the things we found. So you're not having any surprises when you went. I want to say that the cost for us and my local dealer when I did that was about $150. So those are things to consider when you're looking at possibly getting into RVing and what might be a great RV for you to to get into. I totally recommend a pop-up or a tent trailer. Again, they are an affordable, easy-to-store solution that you can tow behind a lot of vehicles, and there's a lot of options. And the important thing is to get out there and explore and have fun with your family. It's time for a pit stop. Today in our pit stop, we are going to be talking about the bare bones essential gear that you are going to need to get you hooked up. And when I say hooked up, I'm talking hooked up to that pedestal at the campground. So you got your water, you got your electricity, and let's get you figured out what you're going to need to get that new pop-up tent trailer, or any trailer for that matter, hooked up so you can get out there and just enjoy and have a good time. If you plan to mostly dry camp, then you may not need all of this equipment, and you can probably save a few bucks. Tent trailers and most travel trailers are equipped with a 30 amp electrical. So you're going to want to get like a surge guard dog bone surge suppressor. They run typically about $75. And you're going to want to hook up to city water. You know, you might need about a 25 foot potable water hose. You're going to want an inline water filter. I'd even recommend getting a 90 degree brass elbow fitting that comes out of the side of the trailer so you can hook that hose up and it just helps you not kink the hose. And then for sure, you're going to want to get a water pressure regulator since city water hookups can be really unreliable from campsite to campsite. Surprisingly, a total cost for all of this gear is going to put you back around $40. One tip is that I picked up a brass Y adapter. So at the city water connection, I split the water and one line runs to my trailer and then I run a secondary hose with one of those trigger nozzles for washing dishes or spritzing the kids down if you're in a sandy area and you want to give them an outside quick little hose down before they go into the trailer. Um, I've even set a sprinkler up. I even have ran uh, misters. We were camping in a really hot spot so I had outside misters going. And everything is just all on a quick disconnect, so it doesn't matter swapping things in and out. It's it's pretty simple. The gray water system, you know, if you're going to use that interior sink at all, you're going to need a gray water containment plant. I had mentioned using a five-gallon water bucket with some various hose attachments. Also, like I said, you can get a 21-gallon portable wheeled gray water tank for like 80 bucks on Amazon. The other thing is you're going to, a couple other little things for the trailer is like Camco leveling blocks so you can level the trailer. It's important to keep that trailer level, not only so it's a comfortable sleep, 
but also uh, RV fridges work best when the trailer is level. So these are those yellow rectangle squares that look like Legos. And so if one side's lower than the other because your campsite isn't level, you just put those under and then you back up or pull forward onto them and it, and it helps get you level. Uh, lastly, a run to Harbor Freight. You can pick up, I'd get some wheel chocks. You're going to want to chalk your wheels so you don't move that trailer around when you're inside of it. Another thing to consider is maybe picking up a locking hitch pin while you're there at Harbor Freight to deter theft. And so you can get the chocks and the hitch pin for like $25. These last two items are not essential, but you really may want to consider adding them. If you're not going to be storing your pop-up tent trailer in your garage, then you may want to get a cover for it for your long-term stores. The elements of weather can be really abusive to your trailer, both sun and rain. So if you're going to have it sitting outside, uh, not under a carport, but along the side of your home, and you know you're, you know you're going to put it away for the off-season, then putting a cover on it to, to protect it would be a really uh, something you might want to consider. And then lastly, which I mentioned earlier as well, is that volcano fan. So you will really want to be able to move that air around inside your trailer. A fan is very helpful to, to take that edge off of that interior temperature. So those are some things that you're going to want to consider when looking to kind of gear up your trailer so you can hook up to a campsite when you roll into it. There's a great online resource for any further reading and information and a wonderful group of people to talk to. I recommend popupportal.com. It's a great and very active forum with friendly tent trailer campers who are helpful and they share in their love of camping. I totally recommend this website for any additional information or other questions you might have. Our next episode in two weeks, we will be sharing with you one of our favorite local county campgrounds that really highlights all the wonderful things about living in the Pacific Northwest. Plus, I'm excited to be interviewing a friend of mine who is the host of a YouTube channel, The Bourbon Judge. We will be discussing my favorite campground cocktail, the old fashioned, and of course, chatting bourbons. Be sure to check out his channel on YouTube, The Bourbon Judge. If you have any questions for me, please email me at rv.out.west at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.